0: By
1: Bobby Enright. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host Bobby Enright. Very exciting show today. We're welcoming back the the, the famous uh, Rebecca O'Rourke. Uh, welcome, Rebecca. How are you?
0: I am good. How are you? Very That's good. In for round two.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we've seen massive changes in yourself since uh, we spoke last. You've been a celebrity even more. So, how's twenty twenty two been for you? What's the
0: it was good it was very good now I suppose the biggest thing was Hell Week um the torture that it was and the aftermath like it was mad even watching it back you kind of forget 90% of what even happened so it's just you know from there looking back at the experience and the amount I've learned from it I feel that I very much brought that then into the start of this year
1: yeah and I suppose just kind of I suppose going into Hell Week as you mentioned it the, The the, the, i think the the people that watched that show and so many people watched it Mm -hmm. i think you came across as a very honest person and 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 it really like as much as when we looked at the show and we were like how far will she get and all this kind of stuff we could really see something like a character coming out in you as you kind of went through the show it was amazing to watch because it was very i felt watching it for you very emotional um which was something that was portrayed in the show as well how did you How did you first think about even doing it?
0: Well, firstly, like, as you said, the feedback from it was absolutely incredible. Like I went in there with one specific goal and that was just not to give up. Like I wanted to go in and be my normal self. You know, if I felt emotional, just go with it. I wasn't going in there to portray this like I'm, you know, like unbeatable, the strongest human. You know, I knew Mm -hmm. I'd go in there and struggle with a lot of things. Like I'm not a fast runner. I'm, you know like lack of sleep for me is a massive thing like if i don't get the right amount of sleep every night my mood is affected on a normal day never mind then when you're freezing cold you're hungry and you're completely out of your comfort zone um so i think yeah like um looking back at it um bobby it's the, the biggest thing was like you're developing this bulletproof mindset every single day you know the like the feedback definitely from it was that I came across as, you know, a normal person who went in there not being the best at every single task. And I knew that was going to be the case. You know, I wanted to show people that if you go into any sort of an environment and you just give it your full effort and do your best not to give up on yourself, that you will come out the other side. And that's what I try to teach my clients every day. You know, that whether no matter what style of training you start into, um, it's going to be difficult at the start you know everything is go- fitness wise strength wise whatever it's going to be difficult but if you kind of push through it <laughs> if you push through it um you will get stronger every day and that's that's kind of how i felt at the end of the at the end of the couple of days when i was in there
1: like the amazing thing was that obviously before you went in did you did you know the protocols of this the tasks that were set for we you had or...
0: a solid clue like okay. we went in there totally blind like i went in there absolutely blind like when we before we kind of hell week itself actually started if all the people taking part, like we were all in a hotel and we were kind of met up before, we were all chatting away, drinking coffee or whatever else. And everyone had been training for it. They all, knew, they had all watched previous seasons of it and they knew, like, oh, I can't wait to do the Foreman Halfman and this. And I was like, I haven't a clue what's going on. Like I thought I was going into some obstacle course and I was like, oh, should I be well able for this now? I'll fly through it, jumping over fences and whatever. I was like, sure, I could do burpees for the week. But like, yeah none of these things actually come into it the reality is is that after day one i was absolutely broken like i don't know how i lasted as long as i did it was just sheer like stubbornness that got me through it i remember one of the lads saying like on day four he got was asked in the interrogation like you know who do you think will be gone and he was like well i don't know how rebecca's still here but like you're going to actually have to drag her out of the place screaming like she's not going to give up. And that, like, I was delighted. That's exactly what I went in there hoping to achieve, you know, just stick it out, cry through it, you know, and you'll, you know, get through it. That was the main thing. Like, I knew, even for the likes of that going through the pipe, like, I was so, I'm very, very claustrophobic. Like, it obviously, I tried to go in, came out, and then Joe was like, Rebecca, you know, you're well able for it. Cop on, it's only the voice in your head. And that's what it was, you know, with the lives that we do or the, you know, the strength sessions in the gym, it's going to come down to your mental strength.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, absolutely. some days that's, that's what it comes down to. Like motivation isn't a thing. Like you have to actually be, you know, wanting to achieve at the end of the day. You have to push yourself to get there or it's not simply not going to happen.
1: And you see the, the, the thing about a show like that as well is you're under so much pressure as well. Like we always speak as coaches about lack of sleep and mm-hmm. you're obviously sleep deprived, food wasn't great, lacking calories, energy's mm-hmm. down, your body's sore. Like, the one thing about the show is you've always a way out. You can just say I'm out. Mm-hmm. But it's that character that's revealed. I think as you went through the show, you grew and grew and grew. And they said it. I remember watching it and they were saying, "She, she's going to go. Like, she's going to go. And then the, even the, the head guys were kind of saying, she's she's still there. She's literally still there.
0: Like Ray Coggins I couldn't understand how, in the name of God, I survived so long. Like, literally, day one, they were, they were full sure I was gone. And it was just down to sheer, like, stubbornness, I wasn't going to give up, like. And then, it, like, a lot of people were saying, you know, throughout that they felt that, yes, were quite harsh on me, like, that I looked like I was giving it my full effort. And they were still saying, come on, Rebecca, you're useless, like, you know, you're holding everyone back. But, like, I just wouldn't give up. Them telling me I was useless gave me the drive to, to, to stay going. Like if they were like, oh, you're doing great, whatever, you know, you'd be nearly too confident where they were like, oh, you're here again, last in the line. And I was like, I don't care if I'm last. I'm still here. Like, that's all that matters.
1: But that's very empowering as well. It must have been very empowering for you to to get up each morning or set about a ne- the next task and still be there mm-hmm. and still be there because it's not easy. And when we looked at it from the outside as just the public, everybody said it like, how is she still there? So what would you say from that show was the hardest part?
0: The hardest thing I found was the cold.
1: The cold, okay. I
0: remember it being constantly freezing. Like I, looking back on it, on it. obviously, you know, you're not, there's no food. Like you're getting up, you're having a ham sandwich. You were lucky to see a banana maybe throughout the day. There's no teas or coffees or like anything at all that that will give you energy. You don't get it.
1: You don't get it. You know,
0: the water was from the pipe outside on the floor. Like it's, you're in it. Like people think, I thought... That when you go in, it would maybe be you know x amount of time on camera, and then you very much get to sit down with a hot cup of tea and get mm-hmm. some food. But you yeah. don't like you're fully in it twenty four hours in the day. Um, so what did you say to me again, Bobby? What was your question? Like,
1: what was your what was what would you say? both physically and emotionally, if you just say something that was the hardest thing that you you you. Oh yes,
0: yes, yes. The
1: adversity within that week.
0: So yeah, so as I said, food was obviously tough. The lack of sleep was extremely difficult, but I just looking back on it, I remember thinking to myself so many times, if they tell us we have to go into the water again, I'm actually going to fall apart. Like my body was so cold all the time. And then obviously when you're in in life in general, if you've lack of sleep, you're cold, your mood is affected. You know, you don't feel your, your best. So it was a case of like after 30 minutes of sleep, and then there's these sirens going off, and they're like, "Right, get up, put on your wet gear. You're going jumping out of a plane or a helicopter or whatever." And so then day one, like the belly flop out of the helicopter nearly yeah. took me off. <laughs> like it what I, even watching the back though, like I don't remember blood coming out of my mouth in the water. I don't remember the like I knew I had fallen out of it pretty arseways, but I didn't realise that I fully belly flopped into the sea, like. So then my whole right leg was black and blue a couple of hours into it. And then yeah. with that, I had to drag that on for four days. So I could barely run up five steps and I was gone. Like.
1: Yeah, and do you know what? Like, are you, would you say you're an emotional person? Yeah. You would be. Okay. So did, mm-hmm. did, 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 did anything from the show bring out more emotions? I know you were, you were emotional at certain times, but like, if you say that you're, you're an emotional person anyway, do you think it kind of brought more out of you? more than normal
0: i was so emotional because i knew i was the slowest one there okay like Mm. when we went in i very much had like i'm extremely competitive and i would consider myself a fit person yeah so going into it i was i had very much told myself i'd be well able like i thought the only things that would challenge me would be the likes of jumping from a height yeah. or going through the pipe you know I didn't think I'd struggle with any of the physical events whereas I struggled with all of them they were all so so difficult like the warm-up was like run up the steepest stairs you could imagine with 500 steps so that yeah. was just the warm-up to get you to the start of an event and I could barely breathe from there so it was like before anything had even begun I was already miles behind everybody else yeah and then that feeling of just, like, being last really, really challenged me. Like, I I could I was like, why are you so slow, Rebecca? Come on, move. And, like, my body wouldn't move for me. Mm. Like, when we did the one, the obstacle course on the beach, um, like, that went on for hours and hours. And the thing is that, like, you know, when, you're, when you hear about Scratch, which is the name of the course, like, you know, they were all on about it before we went in there and how tough it's going to be and they couldn't wait and, you know, whatever. But like you don't realize how tough it actually is. Like you're four hours in, and then they're like, "Oh, this is only the start. You've another five hours to go." And you're like, "I physically can't lift one foot in front of the other. Like, how am I going to survive?" And then if that's when it comes down, <clears throat> that's when it comes down to mental toughness. But like it... we were all we were all dead. Everyone was dead at that right. point. But then you're like, "Okay, I'm either going to give up or I'm not."
1: Yeah, and like. And everything like with your 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 coaching and all all the females that follow you you're big into mindset and and, and mm-hmm. that kind of positivity and that drive, and you know that can do and i I see your new slogan is "I built me isn't it mm-hmm. yeah, so like you're big into that, so do you feel that this empowered that even more because it challenged you physically because every person that you're coaching is looking Mm -hmm. at you going oh Rebecca is showing me and she's motivated me and she's doing all that but now they see you in their position Mm -hmm. so like how do you feel that would have benefited you as as your character moving forward in terms of coaching
0: I think it very much just showed people that you know if you don't give up you will get to the end. Like, you don't have to be... It's like everything. When a client comes into me day one, like, you know, they'll say, I haven't been to the gym in years or I've never been at all. I'm, you know, very unfit or whatever the case is. And my whole method of coaching is if you stick with it, you will improve. Absolutely. Like, nobody starts day one and they're the best at it. You know, I again... My goal going on to Hell Week was simply not to give up on myself. And I had it in the back of my mind that if I give up here, everything I'm saying to my clients means nothing. You know, you're not going to be the fastest all the time. You're not going to be the strongest. You are going to come across challenges in life. And that's just reality. And if you keep going and push yourself and just tell yourself over and over you can do it, you Mm. will get better. You know, it didn't matter if the DS were telling me that I was, you know, too slow or you're slowing everyone up or whatever. I kept telling myself in there, you're well able, just you're well able, Rebecca, you're well able. And I would all my friends and family the whole way up to the lead up of it on. They were just like, Rebecca, you can do it. Just stick with it. You're well able to get through it. You know, if you're slower and, and they knew I'd be emotional, like they knew that yeah. when I'm not the fastest or the fittest in a group like not necessarily the fastest but like not that slow like when I'm a mile behind the guys that were on there like the lads are athletes they're full on they could run laps around someone all day long like you know so it was just a matter of remembering what I actually try and preach to my clients don't give up on yourself and you will improve
1: that's like that's so important because like you, you, your biggest driving force there, just listening to you, was your clients and the way you portray to them how what, what sustainability and consistency and keep going and get to that in, because we'll always get to that. The, the, the journey is, is, is like I always use the analogy it's never a straight road, it's always this ebbs and flows that we go up and down, we get bad days and good days. Yeah. But like, I suppose for you, just to kind of top off or finish off on Hell Week, was what would you say was the biggest win from it for you personally? in both your business and personally yourself from it
0: I it was the first time in my life that I didn't win something and I didn't feel let down like I left it after not winning and I was so proud of myself like I went in and I achieved exactly what I wanted the feedback I got from the show was just absolutely way beyond what I had expected Mm -hmm. like the you know really really genuinely nice messages from people coming in like from episode one and even up until now you know like I'm in doing a prep now for a half marathon and when I'm putting up things like today I did a 5k it didn't go to plan you know I put it on my story and I have so many messages coming in about you know hell week and look what you achieved and keep pushing yourself you know I think it just the, the biggest thing definitely was not winning it and still feeling proud of myself
1: yeah that's fantastic and did you do you think that a lot of stuff is transferred into your coaching now have you changed anything in your coaching moving forward from it
0: it's massively a huge chunk of coaching now is down to mindset like you can train every single minute of the day and your nutrition can be on point but if you're not actually believing in yourself and really enjoying the process you know you're not really going to get what you want from it at the end
1: absolutely absolutely it, it's it was it's just seems such a rewarding thing mm-hmm. and it's something pr- previously I had looked at and never actually went and done it I knew somebody who personally did it a friend of mine and 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 just seeing you doing it was well it was it was such um how would you say it's just when you know the person and you've spoken to them and, and, and like people mm-hmm. would perceive you how the hell is she gonna be in there with no makeup none this and, and it yep. was a real raw sense of what your character is that we that people not, are not going to see a lot of the time on social media because you, you're running your business and you're doing yeah. your, you know, your daily lives and stuff. But I think that's where the biggest win for, for you as a coach and as a person, I think boy, that's why you got such feedback, because of the resilience and because of the mental toughness. And they're like, will this one ever fucking stop? Yeah, and still going. Wouldn't she never
0: just go home like?
1: Yeah, and you know it was people dropping off that you'd say Rebecca's definitely gone before them, and yeah. then they're dropping off and they're dropping off and they're dropping off, and it was just a, it was very very good watch. It was a, I think it was a great series. I think there was good characters in this time, and it was it was it was very rewarding to watch. So well done on that, and it was fantastic achievement. And I can guarantee you, a half marathon is much easier than that anyway, one hundred <laughs> percent, because you need to know that's all. Like I always say when I run, if I'm feeling crap. I just say right I'm starting at nine o'clock I'll be done here at the worst case scenario at 11 yeah and I'm done and I can. I go think have...
0: after I think after surviving hell week I can get myself through anything like the yeah. half marathon right now seems impossible but I'm like Rebecca you can do it oh 100%. 100%. 100% so on
1: 2022 you've done we've seen you move from Ireland you've moved around the world a little bit so how was how was that um in terms of going away from your family
0: um tough when I lived in Marbella I loved it at the start then I found it very hard to keep structure Mm. I always wanted to live in the sunshine um so like obviously moving there I was absolutely delighted but then as time went on it's I found it very very difficult to keep routine yeah um and then I obviously I went back to Ireland for hell week and I was actually only meant to be there two weeks but then I was kind of the longer I was there I love being around my family. Like my sister has two small kids and being away from them. I did find very, very hard when I was in Marbella as well. So then I was kind of tying with the fact of, you know, should I stay in Ireland? Um, but it just, it, for me right now, it's not the place. You know, I'm, I'm obviously now living in Manchester, love it. And I was just saying to you there before we started, like yeah. God knows where I'm going to go next. You know, I think Dubai is probably next on the cards for a while.
1: And yeah.
0: then I don't know. Like the thing with this job, like working online, I can really go anywhere. Yeah. But the thing, the thing is that I thrive when I have a solid routine. So mm-hmm. I'll never be someone who's traveling all week, every week, with the laptop. Like I, I find that very, very hard. Um, so yeah, I mean Manchester for now. I'm going to be, stay here for six months at least, and then just see where I go from there.
1: Yeah, because I remember we had this conversation before, and you you spoke about Bali and stuff, where it's lovely with the lifestyle and the sunshine Mm -hmm. and all that, but just to be productive all the time. Yeah. And you obviously have that party lifestyle in all these places as well. And there's a lot of draws that come in. And I I think Mm -hmm. that kind of, that's just like outside of on a totally different spectrum, which is kind of generally the same people have draws within their life as well. It pulls them away from their goals. and, And like you said, with structure, having a structure I'm, I'm massive into it as well like when it comes mm-hmm. to business you need to have a direction in a week you need to have a kind of a routine and it's nice then to come to the weekend mm-hmm. where you potentially say right i'm i'm not doing anything on this particular day i'm switching everything off and switching mm-hmm. off from the world it's very refreshing like but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's 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 interesting what would you say the biggest win for you in 2020, 2022
0: was oh definitely hell week
1: okay hell week is the number one
0: Yeah, like absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think back in 2022 what else actually happened. Like obviously I left Ireland, I moved to Marbella, um, did Hell Week, came back. Yeah, I would say probably Hell Week, Bobby, yeah. Yeah. For like my own self, for my own personal achievement, I think going into Hell Week and getting through as much of it as I did, that, that to me was a massive win. Like I just think it's something that I have brought so much with me and I think I will bring it with me for a long time. Yeah. You know, I think looking back, it really allowed me to build or to just even acknowledge the mental toughness I actually have. You know, you'd always kind of be doubting yourself at some points, but when you put yourself into something and you come out the other end and, you know, it allows you to just reflect and be like, you know, even now with, with the likes of this half marathon, I can do it. You know, I'm finding it difficult. I'm not the best at it. But like, again, the half marathon was something I very much decided to do after Hell Week. You know, when I sat and watched the series back, when it was obviously on the TV, I was like, Rebecca, you're absolutely horrendously bad at running. And like, I don't like, I, I'm never going to be the best runner, but I certainly yeah. don't want to be the worst in an environment again. So training for this now is just something, you know, I'm not planning on doing a full marathon. I'm not about to be a runner full time, but like, yeah. I just think training for this for the next seven weeks is going to bring my fitness levels up to the level that I would be very happy with.
1: Well, it's great because it's, again, running is so accessible. You can literally go outside and just go. You don't have to worry about a setting of a gym or whatever like yeah. that. So that's the beauty about that. And I mean, it's going to benefit any, anybody. I would always encourage people to do some form of running because it's such aerobic based and it's such a natural mm-hmm. thing we, we evolved from. Yeah. Um, so, and it's great as well because you're a very people person. So, you're going to be in a massive group of people. You can go around the world and do it. You can, like, I'd often go to a country and holiday, and I might see a half marathon or ten k and jump into it just for a bit of crack. You see, well, Bobby,
0: you're a totally different breed. Then you see, there isn't many people who could just jump into a half marathon. <laughs> like I'm here, absolutely crippled, broke up from a five k, and you're like, yeah, when I'm on holidays there, I'll just try a marathon for the crack. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not many people who could do probably- that.
1: A little bit mental as well, but uh, yeah, I enjoy that. I mean I'm 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 a person that likes to challenge myself. The only thing I'd say about you as well is, and I think you can you can tell me if I'm wrong here, you went through prep too. Mm. So like that mental toughness I was there a long time.
0: I like going through things that are very tough. You know, because I that... felt I felt actually last year I didn't have enough challenges. Marbella for me was very much like a long term holiday. It felt like I was just going through the motions. You know, I I didn't set any challenges for myself. I wasn't in any competitions. Like Hell Week was the first thing really in a while that was very much like a competition for myself. So that's Mm -hmm. why this year I'm setting multiple goals. Like I didn't feel my best self finishing last year. I felt as though I hadn't achieved enough. I hadn't ticked off goals that I said I would at the start because I moved to Marbella and my lifestyle very much changed. so that's why I want that back this year like I'm after I'm going doing the national fitness games in Dublin I'm going every single thing that I can possibly throw myself into this year I'm going to do it
1: do you find that why do you feel you need a challenge I know you say it from a a direction point of view and kind of a focus Mm -hmm. but is that something internal that you're you're chasing something all the time
0: I'm always chasing that sense of achievement okay Like, I love the sense of accomplishing something. And when I don't have it, I don't feel like my best self. Like, it was like prep. It was like the shows when I did that for two years. Mm. You know, I was in it for so long because I loved that show day feeling. I loved putting myself through the prep and getting there. And, you know, winning was great. Then when I didn't win, I felt like absolute shite. So it was like, right, I have to do another one and win it. So work harder, you know, be stricter, train more, whatever the case was. But then it was just that got... I like doing things, not necessarily socializing, like I'm not a big drinker or anything, but like I like going for meals out. I like yep. meeting the girls for a coffee and, you know, if I want to slice a cake, having it. Like I yes. couldn't go back to that restricted food stage again. Mm. Um, like even now with, you know, prepping for the likes of the National Fitness Games or the half marathon, like I'm still very much eating normally the way I would every day. Like my nutrition itself, bar being more on point in terms of the right amount of calories, like yep. I'm not restricting myself with anything. Now, I have given up alcohol for the year simply because I want to be as focused as possible all the time. I don't want a two-day hangover. I don't want to spend all day Saturday getting ready and doing my hair and makeup. I want to spend my Saturday resting, recovering, so that on Sunday I can get up and train.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I totally agree with you there in terms of That Sunday, I love that Sunday feeling. Getting up, you haven't got it like you haven't got a foggy head from the night before. You can go and have a run. I love being out in the parks and out in the mountains here because it's obviously we have that. But I think I spoke to a guy this morning, and it's interesting. That's why I asked you that question about that challenge all the time. He's an ultra runner. Now this guy is a different level to all of us in terms of the distances he runs. He ran Mm -hmm. some mad stuff. He did a thousand kilometer run lately, and it was a documentary about him. But he, I asked him have you any challenge for this year or any events? And he said, you know what? I don't purely because I don't know, am I actually doing it for other people or myself anymore? Okay. So he, and that's,
0: that, I mean, that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't imagine now taking a step back and not doing what I'm doing, you know, yeah. like I, I think once you're in it and you constantly set these challenges, if you, if you just stop it completely, like, I mean, it's not ideal for your mental health.
1: To, to, absolutely I and mean, i see it from the prepping side of things as well when you do it for a couple of years back to back it's mm-hmm. it, it encompasses your life it's basically mm-hmm. what you're you are you're it a
0: part of your personality like i mean it's you know people get to know you for that specific reason it's like people you know who play a sport and then they retire like they're going through a phase then of kind of who am i what do i do in the day you know where do i now put all this energy that was going into something else
1: yeah 100 percent. and when it when it comes to 2023, then we'll say everybody started a new year now. And we know we've, everybody speaks about New Year's resolutions and all this kind of stuff, new year, new me stuff. But where do you, where, where would you say the kind of three areas that people are always struggling with each time they go to this time of year?
0: I think people put way too much pressure on themselves for the first of January.
1: 100%. I think
0: that there's no reality around, you know, it's a year. You're setting yourself goals for the year, it's a 12 month process. You know it's not like if on your the first week of January things don't go to plan you haven't failed the year yeah it takes it takes time you know like i'm after doing week one of my let's say half marathon prep i'm back in the gym i'm following a new program, consistency with the lives we're back into full swing you know and i've learned so much in week one already i know what i need to add in i know what i need to take out i'm after this going to go going to sit down with a journal and restructure my whole week for week two it's all about learning and this is what i say to all my clients you know no matter what program they're coming through you have to reflect at the end of the week and see what slowed you down and what can you put in place to make sure the next week is better and then that's a gradual process you know by the summertime, you're going to be a totally new person than you were on the 1st of January, if you can just be consistent with building these new habits.
1: Yeah, because I actually, I always say to people when it comes to January as well, we treat the year as a quarters. So our mm-hmm. January is a quarter where we're aiming towards April. We want to be here in April. What can mm-hmm. we do now in January just to kind of move us along the road? And I think that people put too, like you said, too much pressure on themselves. They're a little bit unrealistic at times where mm-hmm. they, I, I find it from from my coaching as well. I see clients come at me and they say, look, I want to do this. And you're like, okay, that's no problem. Let's 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 look at when we perceive we we need to do it and we Mm -hmm. walk backwards. So if somebody comes to me and they say, I want to run a marathon, okay, how far have you ran previously? Okay, I've only done 5K. Okay, right, no problem. We're going to go a couple of months out and we're going to Mm -hmm. say, right, that's potentially the date. We're giving ourselves loads of time and we just walk back easiest way when you're you're kind of planning something is if you walk back from the event um it's just like you with the 5k you're going to build up and do six and seven and the pace will get quicker and the body will start to adapt and that's the amazing thing and then you'll probably listen i think as
0: well uh, bobby it's a matter of setting short-term goals within the long term
1: yeah you know so
0: everyone is going to have their end goal i want to look like this or achieve this or you know i want my business to go in this direction you know if i set myself even business goals for the year, like it's going to take me two months to achieve a certain thing and it's going to take 12 months to maybe achieve, you know, the bigger, the end goal. Like I can't achieve in two weeks what realistically is going to take maybe nine to 12 months. And it's the same thing with training and changing your, your physique. You know, you can't decide to come into, you know, like for example, the challenges run six week blocks first six weeks is a learning curve. You're going to come in and you're going to, first of all, for the majority of people, they don't have a solid clue around calories or macros or anything. None of us did. When I started prep for bodybuilding shows, I didn't have one solid clue. What was a bicep? How do you do a squat? Not, I didn't have a clue. So then six months later, I had you know a baseline amount of information. Yeah. Two years down the road, then you've mountains of information if you're consistent in it. So it's a matter of, again, saying, Okay, my goal for the first six weeks is I need to move more. So I'm going to do a higher step count. I'm going to drink a lot of water. I'm going to show up to the likes of Zoom calls and I'm going to be active in group chats and I'm going to ask questions and learn. And then after that six weeks, you're like, okay, I have much more knowledge than I had six weeks ago. So I'm going to bring all that into the next six weeks and I'm going to add in, you know, an extra workout in the week. Or I'm going to push myself a bit more to build muscle in a certain area. Whereas, you know, you couldn't really achieve that without the information that you learned in the first block.
1: Absolutely. And I think actually this year, what I've noticed in people coming into 2023 is that Christmas was quite a long period for them. Mm -hmm. Coming from the 23rd of December, where people probably just turned off the switch and said, you know what, I'm going to enjoy my Christmas now and I'll be back in the new year. And then suddenly they came back in the 3rd of January or 2nd of January. And it was Mm -hmm. a long period of time. And I think people struggled in the first two weeks with routine. Just getting back into sleep cycles, getting back into just a little bit of motivation. I spoke about this today as well. Motivation can come from other people, hence groups work really Mm -hmm. well together. And you can be inspired by somebody else in your group. So it's difficult for people like you going out doing your 5K run on your own. If you're not very, very highly self-motivated, that's a very difficult thing to do, especially when it goes against you a little bit. You know. Yeah, well,
0: Like that groups are a brilliant way to continue the process simply because like i will see in the group chat there, you know, like a mom at home with three kids and she's, you know, her workout is scheduled for one o'clock. Things Mm -hmm. aren't going to go to plan all the time. And more often than not, we can kind of put ourselves down and say, I was meant to train at one. Like, why didn't I do that now? Why didn't I stick to it? But then you'll see in the group chat, another mom is at home and her day didn't go to plan either. And it just kind of gives you that sense of you know, everyone isn't perfect all the time. Life mm-hmm. happens, schedules are going to change. And that's why, you know, everything that I do as a coach is all around people's own schedule. So there's nothing that has to be done at 9 a.m. There's no workout that has to be done mm-hmm. at 6 every evening. You know, I like to train early. Someone else likes to, like there's girls, I, like me and Jasmine do the lives every day, you know, more often than not about 7, half 7. There's girls who do them at 5 a.m they have to go and do a 12 hour shift. You know, there's people who do them at nine to nine at night because everyone's schedule is different. And it's like having the groups there is a great way just to show you that life happens and that it happens to everyone. And it's just a matter of resetting and go again the next day.
1: Yeah. And what would your advice be if around some client um, that doesn't achieve what they set out to achieve?
0: it's a reset like yeah. it's a constant reset things aren't going to go to plan all the time that's just you know the harsh reality things come up people get injured they get sick they decide they're going to do um, you know a section of building muscle two weeks in that changes realistically they're back to you know to day one because they have a brand new goal that they're setting themselves yeah so what they said over six weeks is now maybe going to take 12 weeks but then the, the other the reality around you know new year is People are too focused on weight, the scales and number, and then they're not focusing on, okay, how do you feel? Are you more confident? Are you fitter? Mm -hmm. Are you stronger? You know, it's the things that actually matter that what we need to work on. There's no point in, you know, oh, well, I lost, you know, five stone, but I feel like absolute shite. You know, no. it's a, You have to feel good at the end. You know, the results you've achieved should be from enjoying the process. You're eating food you enjoy. You have a social life if you want one. You're not sitting at home on a Saturday. You know, thinking, "Oh God, I'd love a bit of chocolate, but I can't have one until the first of June." Like that's not going. How is that going to give anyone a, a solid mental health? Like,
1: and I think that you made a good point there in terms of we have an obsession with numbers and data. We, we're, mm-hmm. we're tracking our sleep, we're tracking our running, we're tracking our weight, we're tracking this, we're tracking that. And people can get bogged down in that. The same mm-hmm. with running. When you go out running, you start to look at your pacing, your latin times, and you get really tied up in that. And the one thing I find as well, and that I'm just using running as an analogy, you you tend to lose the passion and the enjoyment of just being out in the open and going for a run and I find even that sometimes when I run I'll just put the watch away completely and I won't worry about it and I'll literally look at it at the very end because Mm -hmm. I want to enjoy being out in nature now the the thing about like you said weighing scales and there's a massive thing and I'm I'm a big believer in this I'll always ask somebody how how, how's your day how are you feeling how's things Mm -hmm. out like you know because it's like so you go to a coffee shop and you ask for a coffee the person behind the counter goes, "Yeah, no problem, thanks. I, I I get you whatever." And you saying to them, "Well, how's your day going?" They nearly take a second look at you, going, um, "Yeah, yeah, pretty good." Because nobody asks anybody subjective, "How are you feeling?" And like, and
0: it makes the world of a difference. Like it can completely change someone's day. Absolutely. Like you know, the reality with someone sends a check in and they're like, "Oh, this didn't go to plan. That didn't go to plan. I had a really bad week." And I'm like, "But what happened good in the week?" Like, what positive can you take? Like, that's at the end of every check and form, there's a win of the week. Your food might be bad. Okay, you didn't stay on track with calories. Your work week was manic, so you didn't get in the five sessions you were meant to get done. But mm-hmm. what did you do? Like, what positive did you have in the week? Did you sit down and do a bit of journaling? Did you learn something new about yourself? You know, did you actually show up to one workout in the week that maybe the week before you didn't? There's always a positive. And, you know, even just going back, um, Bobby, to what you're saying about stats. Like you need to look. I think people need to, you know, stop to look at the kind of the time of their life they're in. You know, at the moment, I I am tracking my stats because I have an end goal that requires me to, you know, reach a certain point. Whereas after that, I won't constantly need the watch. You know, I'll enjoy going out for a run for the sake of it because I want to clear my head. I want a bit of fresh air you know it's the same with the likes of the national fitness games that requires me to have a specific amount of strength to have a you know uh, an amount of conditioning that's required for it but Mm. then after that i'll go back to training just for the love of it you know set yourself goals and have targets to reach but not all the time you know we have to train for the enjoyment as well move your body you know go with a gang of your friends to the gym and have a laugh it doesn't always have to be numbers stats statistics tick it off and then repeat
1: yeah, because I like I, I, find that in prepping as well. Like everything is drilled around numbers. You're looking mm-hmm. at your body weight, your body fat percentage, calories, exact amount of macros, exact amount of sodium, potassium, all mm-hmm. that crap. And you enjoy you, you, you actually lose the love of eating food because it's yeah, just a chore and has to be ticked. Um, but there's it's a very rewarding process when you mm-hmm. get to the end of it and you feel I've, I've really achieved something. And that's just one thing. I mean, and the same when you see people running past the finish line of a half marathon and I've ran many half marathons with people and I've looked at them at the start line and I'm saying, do you know what, fair play to you. This person could be 20 stone and they're running running a half marathon and you see them running past that line they don't care what time it is it's just Mm -hmm. exhilarating for them and that is the one like oh massive and that literally can kickstart somebody to literally you see them a year later and they're completely transformed they're a different person and i could i know a few people like that recently that i've seen at the start line a year ago and i've seen them again at the same race and i'm like oh my god they're half the size they're Mm -hmm. absolutely loving life they're eating well massive and like that's where which you're running as well, you've seen it was a demotivating in terms of, I suppose, Hell Week, t- seeing you you, you, you in your yourself saying, I'm not fit enough for this, or mm-hmm. this type of fitness is not what I normally do, and I thought I could achieve it. Now you're at the start line of a half marathon, and you're training for that. So it's mm-hmm. a great kind of challenge for you to get your paces up and get that distance. Like I always say to somebody, don't run a distance like a half marathon or a marathon just to survive. Mm-hmm. Train properly, Get fit and run and enjoy it. I mean, it's going to be difficult at some stage. There's no doubt about it. You're running 21 kilometers. You're going to feel it at the 19 and 20 kilometer back. It shouldn't be crawling at 15 kilometers, like literally praying for your life.
0: Yes, exactly. You You have to obviously put in the work first. It's like anything, you know, if I got to the half marathon, like I want to feel on the day, I'm going to nail this because I put in the effort. Like, I'm not going to do a half a run a week and get there and think, oh, Jesus Christ, am I going to survive this at all? Will I be crippled for two weeks after it? Like, I want to put in the work, feel the sense of accomplishment when it's over, and then go on to the next thing.
1: And how do you feel, or what would your opinion be around people who potentially get to a point where they're trying to achieve a goal, but they don't achieve it, but then when you break down, we'll say the previous couple of months, they haven't Mm -hmm. actually done what's required, but they don't want to have that honest conversation with themselves. Do you, do you come across clients like that that say, oh, I never achieved, I didn't lose the weight I thought I would, or I didn't perform the way I thought I would. But mm-hmm. then when they actually honestly break it down, they didn't put in the required effort. Mm-hmm. Do you find that with I, clients?
0: I think, this like, I think if, you know, with, if, if that happens to a specific client, I think it's just a matter of talking them through it. You know, being realistic, again, it comes back to life happens, but that's, that's one scenario we need to be, we need to have a realistic approach as well. You know, I can say in eight weeks time, standing at this start line of the half marathon, all work was manic and things, you know, came up and I had to do my weight training every day. So I couldn't really run like the reality is you're either going to put in the work or you're not, you know, but you know, you need, there's two sides to the coin. That's the way I'd look at it. You know, life does happen and things come up, which is one option. Or two, was it just simply a matter of you didn't put the work in? And then it's like, you know, if you get to that point and you can be realistic with yourself, you know, I think that if you can stand there and say, you know, okay, I didn't finish it, but realistically, I didn't put in the work. So you're either going to kind of, you can give up on it or you can reset and you can try it a second time. Yeah, Like if I, for example, if I got to the half marathon and I didn't, you know, I didn't finish it. Like, I I wouldn't be able to sit with that. Like, I'd have to join join the next one. Like, I'd have to enter the next one that was coming up and train for it and whatever, you know? I think it's a case of, you know, as I said, life does happen and we're not always going to be able to take things off every single time that we want to. But my mindset around that would be, if you want something bad enough, you will make it happen.
1: And I think with people setting goals or challenges for 2023, make sure your life at this particular time is aligned with it because yeah, like you said-
0: that's that's a huge thing for me this yeah. year last year I was very much the person who was like I'm going to do this this and this but I wasn't putting my lifestyle in line with it yeah. you know that's why this year I'm not drinking I'm not going out the weekend I don't have any interest whatsoever in socializing or spending my entire weekend getting glammed to go out and whatever I want to achieve you know massive things within the business this year And for my own personal self as well, I want to take off multiple fitness goals so that at the end of the year, I can really stand there and say, you know, you showed up and you did give it 100% effort.
1: Do you you find that's difficult in terms of losing connection with your, say, friends that would socialise and do you find
0: that... Like, we're back to nearly prep life, Bobby. We're back to the... Uh, like my. Fr- <laughs> it's actually unreal, you know, right? Because, like, one of my best friends, Nia, was over last weekend. Anytime mm-hmm. we'd meet up, it's this big, like, night-out glam, booking into yeah. the blow days, and it's a big, you know, ordeal. Whereas she's she rang me, like, I'm going to book a flight. I was like, book a flight? But there won't be one drink. There won't be one dress and heels going on. It's going to be chill, spa, food. We can go to the gym. And it's like they're they know in advance like my friends know me when I get into a mindset there's no getting me out of it like they wouldn't even dream of asking me now to go for a cocktail because it would they wouldn't even get a reply like
1: yeah but you
0: know it's not they're not they're not going to be like oh sure come out with us you know you're pure boring or whatever they're like this is her and that's it like I have another friend coming over now next weekend and she texts me this morning can we go for a 5k together I was elated I was like this is the best news Ever over to Manchester off for the five k, no drink. It's just going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, and like you said, it's it's just people like your supportive network, your your group of friends that are around you. They need to support what you're doing as well. And like if you if you have that mindset and that's just you, um, it's brilliant to see because you've now put your focus into that and you say, right, my friends are going to come along with me. And if they don't, they uh, like they don't understand. Maybe they're not going to align with me this year. But mm-hmm. you can see already they're already doing it because they say, "Oh yeah, that's that's just Rebecca. We know her as a, as that person." They
0: know me long. like my friend group. They're my friends my whole life. Like you know, they know me inside out. They're not. They know that my mind won't be changed. Like they're not coming over here thinking, "Oh, we'll get her a cocktail and she'll be out for the weekend." Like they know this is me now, and like this is me for the next twelve months. It's just head down. You know, I'm in a specific mindset, and that's you know, I'm very happy in it. Like I feel my most productive self at the moment.
1: And what do you think the if we to say the biggest factor was in that is it moving to manchester is it the environment yeah. you're in now moving to manchester
0: it's definitely the environment it, i'm in an environment that allows me to th- to thrive like i have a gym in the building i have my food coffees everything within a five minute walk So I'm not wasting any time, you know, like the gym in Marbella was a half an hour away or the, you know, it was a case of Ubers here, there and everywhere. And I was getting so frustrated. I just wanted to go for a coffee and I was nearly waiting an hour to get there. You know, it was these kind of things really throw me off. So it's just my schedule is bulletproof at the moment
1: that's great and, and 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 i was in manchester recently and i didn't realize you were there but um fantastic coffee place in manchester that's one thing i i noticed oh i'm
0: caffeined up to my eyeballs.
1: Yeah. and it's lovely, <laughs> <the laughs> lovely having coffee left
0: right and center
1: yeah there's, it's cool it's a cool city it's a there's a there's a there's a heritage and a kind of a vibe about the city i, I really liked as well and i had been there before but i hadn't really kind of walked around it properly and mm-hmm. it was kind of christmas time as well so it's quite nice but lovely yeah, no, lovely i am
0: loving it, I must say
1: and the beauty as well as it's uh you've got a flight home to care straight for Manchester
0: yeah it's That's ideal good. I just yeah. feel as though everything around the environment I'm in at the moment is working for me brilliant and- I'm delighted with it just it wasn't that way last year and again I just think environment is very important you know your routine your structure this is another thing I try to tell my clients like you have to you have to create your routine Like, if you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to start the start of January, I'm going to train five days a week, and I'm, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever else you're adding on. Like, look at your structure. Is it realistically going to allow for that? Mm -hmm. You know, if it isn't, and it's a top priority that you want to ensure actually happens, you need to change your structure. Like, if you're currently going out every weekend, and you're hungover till Wednesday, realistically, you're probably not going to get five sessions in. You know, so it's it's kind of a matter of what's priority. Like I have clients, you know, coming in and they're like, I don't want to stop socializing. I go out every Saturday night. I, you know, Tuesday nights, I go out every week with the girls or whatever, date nights, whatever the case is. And that's fine. Like they're, that's their happy, happy place. Whereas someone else is like, I, I don't want to drink anymore. I want to train six days a week. I want my whole life for the next six months to revolve around changing, you know, my health, my fitness. And that's fine. Both are absolutely perfect. It's just a matter of being realistic with yourself and what you really want to achieve.
1: And that's that's guess because when you talk about that and you don't you train all the time and people will see me training all the time and they mm-hmm. will use the word obsessed. But yeah. it's not an obsession, it's just a lifestyle. And that's the difference. The lifestyle that the certain people will lead is the social lifestyle. Train a few classes a week and then come in and go to the weekend and spend Friday, Saturday out out and Mm-hmm. Sick and Sunday. Just,
0: it depends what kind of lifestyle makes you happy. That's exactly. You it. know, like my sister doesn't want to be in the gym twelve times a week. She's two kids. Like she doesn't want to be gone from the house all day long, training every minute of the day. You know, but that's you know her way versus my way is very different. My way versus your training style is very different. You know, everyone has their own thing, and it's just it's a matter of like what's going to make you happy at the end of the day, and Absolutely. put that happiness alongside the realistic road to get you to the goals you want to achieve as well.
1: And if we had to kind of, I suppose, come to an end here where, what would you, what would be the number one thing you could give advice you could give to your to, to any person listening to this for 2023, for the entire year, something that you could say, listen, this is what I would advise you to think or a thought process or an action, mm-hmm. what would that be?
0: I would say put habits in place that are going to allow you to achieve what you want, whether that's weight loss, build muscle, you know, a promotion in work, it doesn't matter what it is, not everything is going to be around weight loss or changing your body, you know, whatever it is, make sure that your daily habits are in line with that, you know, I listen yeah. to a podcast now every day, I used to tell myself before I listened to them every day, when in fact I actually didn't at all, I was just lying to myself all the time, yeah. like I'd put one on, but I'd be doing a hundred other things, the podcast would be over, I wouldn't have a second of it soaked into my brain. Yeah. Whereas now I actually sit down and listen to the podcast. Yeah. I actually sit down and journal. I reflect all the time. And again, this is only of recent. This isn't me the last two years. This is me finishing last year, not feeling like I had achieved every single thing I wanted to. So I made myself a promise from the 1st of January, you you know, stick to what you're saying, Rebecca. Like, Like Hell Week, don't give up on yourself. If you have a bad day or a bad week, just reset, go again and, you know, get your mindset back into it. But keep, you know, be realistic. And if I think, something isn't working, take it out. Anything uh, that is working, do more of it, and then continue on that road.
1: Because achieving something, or finishing something, or being the fastest—that doesn't define you as a person anyway. Mm-hmm. Your character's revealed through adversity, through hard times, through hardships, through times that you have. I think the, the 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 most the strongest point I could make there is where you know you have a way out, but you choose mm-hmm. not to take it. That's the key. And that's where Hell Week came for you. I think you could have left on day one.
0: No problem. And And, like listen listen to things and read things and you know go to talks and events of people you actually admire. Like I literally every single day from the first of January, even probably from November, I have read or listened to David Goggins. I literally think man's mindset is just bulletproof. And like from day one of reading, I started off watching all the YouTube videos and then I read his book. I'm reading it the second time. Every podcast he's done. And I'm just like, I want that bulletproof mindset. I want to have a shit day and know that I can put things in place that I'll be fine, that I'm not going to allow it to drag on for a week or a month or, you know, knock me down, that I can just reset my own mind and get up and get it done again the next day.
1: Are you going to Dublin? Of course. Yeah,
0: Of yeah. <laughs> course, I am. Yeah, I can't wait.
1: Great stuff. So, what uh, we'll we'll put it back in yourself for twenty twenty three, and I'll fire a couple of things at you, and we'll see what you you come up with. So, performance goal for twenty twenty three. What is it? We're talking now at the end. We're speaking a year later. And you, I haven't
0: it, set myself that long term big goal yet.
1: Okay. I need to think
0: about it. Short uh, term, I have the half marathon and I have the National Fitness Games in April. And then I need to think something big by end of year. uh,
1: Aesthetically, anything?
0: Mm, Not really. I mean, ideally at the moment, what I'm trying to do is hold on to as much muscle as I can while running the amount of times in the week I'm running. I don't want to just stop weight trading and run all the time and lose. Like I lost a lot of weight before Mm. Christmas. So coming back here, my big goal of mine was to gain that weight back. And I don't want that to go again from like running all the time.
1: Yeah. So the fueling is going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you had endless amounts of money, what would you Mm -hmm. buy this minute? Mm,
0: What would I buy this minute? I would buy my mom the biggest house you could imagine.
1: (laughs) Fair play. And if you had your very last meal on earth, what would it be? sushi sushi yeah interesting and you're I've
0: never in my life ate sushi ever and i actually thought people who ate it were disgusting and then when i moved to marbella i lived on it and now i dream about it
1: sushi yeah it's a, yeah. yeah it's cuz it's there's a, a sushi restaurant opening in in the town um
0: there's one next door here to me and i'm sure they think i literally eat nowhere else
1: and it's it's really good as well like you could something you can utilize a lot because you're doing so much training as well
0: yeah, I love it. Morning, noon and night. I would literally have it for my breakfast if I could like.
1: And this is a question from me. Why haven't you got a YouTube channel?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I haven't a clue. How you, you literally said this to me when I was living in Clarny. Like, why do I not have a YouTube? I'll have to start when I feel. I definitely want this year, I want to start my own podcast. 100%. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. top priority. Um, I think talking on stories and all that, it doesn't give me enough You know, I want to be able to talk about topics and different things in detail. So definitely a podcast is up there. YouTube, secondary, if I get the podcast going now first and fit that into the schedule, I think I'll be doing very well.
1: I think just people would be really interested in your day to day.
0: Yeah, my brother says this to me. He's like, Rebecca, you need to do more day in the life. You need to show people like your early starts, how much, you know, how many different things you do throughout your week. Yeah. Yeah, no, I will. I go, I'll, uh, I'll prioritize that now after you've said it to me.
1: But the only thing, I suppose, with a YouTube channel, and I see just people on YouTube that I would follow, it is very intrusive into your life. I mean, it's there all the time. So you have to be that kind of person, have to be very... Well,
0: I wouldn't mind that. That that kind of thing wouldn't bother me. I think, for me, it's just the time. Yeah, The time. Like, I could go through a day there without even putting up one story on Instagram because I'm just back-to-back with calls. And, like, my day is very varied. It's not, you know, I don't go into a a gym, let's say, and work in the gym from 9 till 9. Like, I could be doing... One thing, the next hour, totally different. Something else, the next hour. Like, it's, it, there's a lot of variety to what I do. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I think I'll start out, you know, do a day in the life. If I can actually record one day now, that would be an achievement at the moment. And then I'll look into the YouTube thing. But definitely hold it to me, Bobby. If I don't have a podcast yeah. out in the next month, yeah. two months, how long would it take me realistically to set up a podcast?
1: It depends on how how how... I suppose how much you want to invest in it at the start if you just want to put out like my podcast is very very simple simply done you could literally be doing it tomorrow morning um you have the environment you have the building you've the aesthetic there it's it's you mm-hmm. you have the personality you you've loads to talk about you've you've got life experience now and all that stuff that's went on with hell week and everything so you've got a massive
0: podcast income so
1: I think so yeah you just have to the name is going to be everything what are you going to call it that's going to be I bill
0: thing. me I bill me I built me.
1: And why did you come up with that analogy?
0: Well, I tell you one thing. It took me weeks. I was had so many different things. I wanted to. I wanted to do a rebrand of what Team R O R was about. I was like the empowering women and the crowns and everything. It just it wasn't sitting with me anymore. Okay. I wanted something very strong mm. and back and forward, different ideas. And I I built me. It just stuck with me then. I knew it was like. You know anything I could be brainstorming about. Once I once I think of it, I know that's the one. It stuck with me. So yeah, now every single thing, all new products, everything coming out is just I built me. I think it's actually really good.
1: Yeah, it's really catchy as well, and it's it's kind of, I think it suits you. If you yeah, I I
0: think it really represents the brand well. Hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. So you're you're living the mancunian life now you're drinking coffee and busy 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 so
0: coffee water no alcohol i'm just so fun at the moment
1: yeah yeah i would look you're getting I'm it. Just
0: such a social butterfly my yeah. sister is like rebecca you literally eat sleep train and you repeat again the next day but and i'm so happy i just feel so blissfully happy having a solid routine i feel yeah. like i haven't had this type of bulletproof structure in a long time and this is with, uh, this is when I'm at my happiest like when I have this type of structure
1: well it's fantastic to hear because as I say it's it's nice to hear that from somebody that has is working full-time has went into hell week and all that kind of stuff and you know that your life isn't perfect you you have times where it's difficult you lost structure you you know you, mm-hmm. would you, you again took that decision or started changing your habits and behaviors And align them with what you wanted for 2023 Mm -hmm. and before christmas and now Mm -hmm. you're 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 um you're inspiring yourself and obviously that's going to filter into your your clients and that's the biggest win for you because i mean if it filters into them you're going to inspire a lot of women that are going to empower themselves and use Mm -hmm. that analogy i built me to really have a fantastic 2023 so i must say thanks a million rebecca for coming on i really appreciate your time
0: thank you
1: because you are a celebrity like you are a celebrity so it's hard to get you (laughs)
0: <laughs> busy woman bobby busy woman
1: <laughs> um absolutely fantastic and best of luck in your marathon a half marathon prep this year no thank doubt thank
0: you same um, for me and my broken my broken body
1: absolutely and i will hold you to the podcast and and you and the day in the life video because that will
0: Incoming. Be okay. both be okay <laughs> so
1: thanks a million um thanks. Thanks a million. Brilliant talking to you. And as I say, another, another fantastic uh, podcast with Rebecca. Always a pleasure and always um, an inspiring person. So hopefully you got everything from that. I will share all uh, Rebecca's social media handles, uh, all her website stuff on the show notes. You'll get anything there if you want to contact Rebecca with her challenges or anything like that. So um, again, guys, thanks a million for listening to another episode of Reach A Peak Podcast. I really appreciate everybody listening and sharing the podcast and really it, just getting the voice out to more and more people. That's what my passion is for doing this is just to help people. And, and again, guys, and anybody has any questions, don't hesitate to drop a message to Rebecca on her, her social media or myself, and we'd be more than welcome to help you and inspire you to to achieve what you should be achieving um, in 2023. So again, thanks a million for listening to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host, Bobby Inright.